I've been thinking about what I could share with you tonight. And uh, I actually thought about this a few weeks ago and never really. I've, I've been teaching on the difference between seasons and cycles. And uh, actually, um, I, wanted, I wanted to teach on this last year and just never really got around to it. And so I'm not sure if I'll be able to finish it tonight. So I'll just take a stab at it. All right. And uh, I wanted to I wanted to really speak about this before. So I'm going to speak about it tonight. And so tonight I'm going to deal with um, a topic. Probably most of you will laugh because you know it's true. But I'm going to deal with a topic called the eight qualities of a toxic person. All right. Can you say that with me? Eight qualities of a toxic person. Eight qualities of a toxic person. Now, I want you to give me somebody give me a high five or something. If you have met a toxic person or if you've met a toxic person, maybe you think you're toxic. Hopefully not. <laughs> uh, so as I was studying this, um, as I was studying this, I'm like, man, there is some deep truth to this. Not only is there some deep truth, but there's some practical truth to this and it can really change your life. And so hopefully you'll just open up your your heart and listen to what I have to say tonight. Eight qualities of a toxic person. We have all heard of toxic people, haven't we? So if you're taking notes, hey, Sherry, if you're taking notes, I need you to write it down, okay? And um, to get your smartphone out there or or whatever and take some notes, get a notepad and a pen and write these eight toxic Eight toxic qualities of a, or excuse me, eight qualities of a toxic person. All right. Eight qualities of a toxic person. And first of all, I want to say this is that there are two things in life that really matter. Two things. Um, it's God and people. And it's in that order God and people. The cross is vertical and the cross is horizontal. And the reason for that is because I believe that that's a, uh, it's a practical lesson for all of us. Um, when you're right with God, you're going to be right with people. Now, I'm not saying you'll like everything people do, but you will try your best to uh, uh, develop godly relationships and walk in the law of love. And so there's two things that matter in life. Number one, it is God. Number two, people. And it goes in that order. Not people, then God, but God and people. Seek ye first the kingdom. All these other things will be added to you. So God has to be number one. I think sometimes we give mental assent to that. We all agree that God should be number one. But what does that mean that God should be number one? I mean, what does that mean that God should be number one? And how should I conduct my life to reflect that principle? You know, how, how do I put God number one? So God num comes number one. And we'll, we'll deal with that later. God comes number one and then people. Uh, <clears throat> all of us don't have a problem with God. We love God. The problem is, is we have with people. All right. And, uh, you know, if you don't get that straight in life, if you don't know how to deal with people and work with people, then you're going to miss a lot of opportunities. People will say, well, it don't matter what people think of me as long as God knows my heart. Well, you see, church, that's the issue. God knows the heart, but that doesn't mean people do. And so people have the ability to open doors for you. People have the ability to show favor to you. People have the ability to open and close doors. God uses people 
for his plan and for his purposes. And so God works through people. God uses people. And so um, it's important that we try our very best to cultivate godly relationships and that we cultivate relationships that bring glory to God. And so God is not about um, uh, bringing harm to you with harmful relationships. He wants you to cultivate godly relationships um, that will promote righteousness in your life. Um, I, I was reading a book. I was reading this book. This book is so this book is so good. He said he was talking about relationships and he um, he was he was uh, praying for. I think he was praying for a wife. I think he was talking about marriage and singleness in here, and he was praying for a wife. And he said, you know, I, I just don't know what to choose. I don't know how, how to choose. I don't know who to choose to be my wife. And I think it, I think that's what he was saying. And he, he made this statement that I'll never forget. He said, I chose my mate based upon one question. He said, will they serve Jesus even if I don't? Will they serve Jesus even if I I don't. That tells that question gives you the answer. And that answer is wonderful because if if you find somebody that will serve Jesus, even if you don't serve him, then that proves that they have put Jesus above you. And that's the type of person that you want in your life. You want somebody to love Jesus more than they love you. All right. And so this is so very, very, very good. The Emotionally Healthy Leader, it's actually part of my book club, and I've been promoting books at the church. And so this is a book that um, uh, I want you to read it if you can. Very, very, very good. And so two things matter in life, God and people. And we've got to learn how to uh, deal with people. And sometimes in dealing with people, there are toxic people. And what do I mean by toxic people? Well, the word toxic means um, the word toxic means poisonous. Uh, so is there poisonous people in your life? And how do I deal with poisonous people? How do I deal with toxic people? And I'm going to give you eight qualities of a poisonous person or eight qualities of a toxic person. All right. Are you ready for it? Number one, you know a person is toxic. You know a person, you will know a person that is poisonous a person that is toxic by number one. The first quality of a toxic person is that toxic people will attack your identity and they will not attack the issue. Man, that's good, guys. That's good. So toxic people or poisonous people, you know them because number one, they will attack your identity and they won't attack the issue. In other words, they will belittle you as a person but they won't attack the issue that's at hand. Amen. And so you we toxic people don't understand the difference between the person and the issue. We are to always love the person. We are to deal with the issue at hand. Amen. And it, toxic people become dangerous when they start to belittle your character, when they belittle your identity, they belittle your personhood, they belittle you as a person and they never deal with the issue at hand. Can I hear an amen? So uh, number one, toxic people will attack your identity, but they won't deal with the issue, not the issue. They never attack the issue. How, what, how am I to resolve issues in my life? You are, to, you are to attack the issue, not the person, all right? Not the person's identity. You're to attack, you attack the issue at hand. Lots of relationships have been destroyed 
because people don't know how to deal with conflict and they don't know how to approach a situation. And so you have to approach the issue and not the identity of the person. And so I love this quote, great minds discuss ideas, average minds discuss events, small minds discuss people. I'm gonna say that again, so good. Great minds discuss ideas, average minds discuss events, small minds discuss people. So you know that you're a toxic person if you are belittling people instead of dealing with the issues. You don't know the difference between the person's identity versus their issue, all right? If we're gonna be a healthy person, we deal with the issue and not necessarily attacking the person or the personhood, amen, of a person. Toxic people will attack your identity and character. And do you know why that? You know why they will do that? Because toxic people hate to be wrong. They're more concerned about them being right and about them winning than they are about resolving the issue. Toxic people want to be, they want to be, they want to win. They want to be right. They want to feel validated in their ideas. They want to feel validated in how they feel. And so they will attack you to belittle you so they can feel good in the end. All right. So let's refuse to be a toxic person. All right. Um, you need to make this decision that you will not respond to anyone who attacks your identity or attacks your character. Um, a toxic person, if they feel like that you might win or you might get the upper hand, they will continue to belittle you instead of dealing with the issue. And the reason why they don't deal with the issue is because they don't know how to deal with the issue. All right. So um, um, toxic people are not interested in hearing your opinion. They're all about making sure their feelings are vindicated. All right. It's, it's a selfish attitude. They're not about hearing you out. They're not he about he hearing your feelings, all right? They're about having their feelings vindicated. That's what they did to me. See what they did to me? See what they said to me? See how they treated me? You know, they don't take the time to do, what is the issue at hand? What's the issue between us? All right, let's deal with the issue and not necessarily, let's not belittle someone's uh, uh, character. Let's not belittle someone's identity. Let's deal with the issue that's causing the tension between us. All right. All right. Number two, toxic people are OK with alternative facts. Toxic people are OK with alternative facts. Um, you will never hear a toxic person say, I'm sorry. You won't hear them say, I apologize. You know, um, you might hear them say phrases like, well, that's not what I meant. Or I never said that. Or you twisted my words. Well, you know, uh, you, you're turning around on me. They like to use phrases like that. They like to use alternative facts instead of just saying, I'm sorry. Or instead of saying, listen, I may have come across wrong. Or maybe I said that wrong. Or maybe it came across wrong. No, they're all about vindicating how they feel. They're vindicating their feelings instead of taking the time and listening and coming to a collaborative decision about listening to the issues that are at hand. Amen. So um, they're all about defending their standards. They're defending about their rights. It's about their rights. All right. Number three, toxic people fear intimacy. 
Toxic people fear intimacy. Now, when we speak of intimacy, I'm not speaking of sex. Sometimes in our Western mindset, we think intimacy has to do with sex. Well, if that's your definition of what intimacy is, is then you have a very shallow definition of intimacy. <clears throat> Anybody can be intimate with anyone. That's There's nothing wrong with that. Intimacy is into me, you see. Into me, you see. Intimacy is one word, listening. That's what intimacy is, opening your heart and truly listening. Somebody asked Mother Teresa, what is love? Mother Teresa said to listen. <clears throat> and that's what intimacy is. Intimacy is opening up your heart to truly listen. All right. Open into me, you see. And how do you get into someone? You listen to their heart. You listen to them. All right. And so toxic people fear intimacy. Their definition of intimacy is sex, but that's not the definition of intimacy. Intimacy could possibly lead to that, but that that's that's a shallow definition of intimacy. Um, toxic people fear intimacy. They don't know how to be vulnerable, and they don't know how to be authentic, and they would probably label you as weak if you're vulnerable or authentic. And there's something about opening yourself up and being vulnerable and authentic, and toxic people will make fun of other people and 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 say that you're weak or you're sissy because you know you're opening up or you're let me let me say this um meekness is not weakness just because somebody is tender and somebody's meek doesn't mean they are weak and just because somebody's quiet doesn't mean they're weak either all right so 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 let, let's not get our definitions confused here all right so um um so number four, toxic people are surrounded by drama. Have you ever noticed that? Toxic people are surrounded by drama. And do you know why they're surrounded by not drama? Because everything's negative. They're a pessimist. Everything's negative. And they allow negativity to write their story. They do not like optimistic people. All right. Toxic people are always surrounded by negativity. And the reason they're surrounded by negativity is because they allow the negativity to write their story. And do you know why? Because toxic people love being the victim. They love being the victim. And do you know why they love being the victim? Is because if they are the victim, they get more attention. More the spotlights on me. The attention is in me. The attention is on me. The spotlights on me. Look at how I feel. Look at my feelings. Validate how I feel. Look how hurt I've been. Everybody's after me. Nobody like me. Do you know how many people I have met? Not necessarily in my church, because I think I got a great church, really. I'm, for all the pastors that's listening to me, I don't know how I got blessed with a great church. I do not know. We don't have gossip, knock on wood. <laughs> uh, I don't really deal with a lot of that, you know. Uh, I, I just really have a good supportive church. I've been blessed with a wonderful church who I deeply love very, very much. But I've heard other people say, you know, I'm not going to that church because all they do is talk about me. And my, I remember somebody telling me years ago, I'm not going to that church because all they do is talk about me. Did you see them talking about me the other day? And I'm like, do you know that they talked about you? No. You know, I, you know, but they're in the corner whispering. Well, how? Why do you think they're talking about you? Do you see why that's bad? People who have a victim mentality, people who think everybody's talking about them are very prideful people because you think the world revolves around you. You think everybody's talking about you. 
You think everybody's stopping their day to talk about you. See how prideful that is? So toxic people are always surrounded by drama. And the reason for that is because they surround their life by negativity. They let negativity write their story. And they do that because they like to be the victim. Because the more that they are the victim, the more of the spotlights that's on them. All right. And if, if the spotlight's on them, then somebody will come and coddle them and put their arms around them and pat them on the back and say, I'm sorry, we love you. You know, more attention, the victim mentality about how hurt I am. Now, listen, sometimes we are hurt. Sometimes we are. Sometimes people hurt us. I understand that. It hurts sometimes. But if you're going to follow Jesus, you don't have a right to be right. You have a right to be righteous. And sometimes righteousness demands us to be the bigger person and forgive and love and go on. Sometimes you've got to put a smile on your face when you're hurt. Sometimes you've got to go on even when your heart's crushed. I've got it. I've had to do it. You have to do it. It's not easy, but look at grow through it. All right. Just don't go through it. Grow through it. Let the Lord grow you in that. Listen, I'm not belittling people who have been hurt. Listen, hurt. Having hurt feelings is, you know, offense that's hurtful. Feelings are real, but you got to learn to grow through it instead of just going through it. Okay. Number five, toxic people have a lot of problems and very few solutions. All right. They are problem oriented, not solution oriented. They will come to you with a bunch of problems. We need to change this. We need to do this. We need to, but they have very few solutions of how to change it. True leaders are those who bring solutions to the table. Now, this goes in every area, church, marriage, home, school, you know, be a leader. Bring, if you see a problem, bring a solution with the problem. Don't just complain about the problem, but bring a solution to the problem. Reminiscing over problems are not going to solve anything. Going over, rehearsing problems are not going to go over a thing. But you've got to learn how to find a solution. And if they don't listen to your solution, then listen, the ball's in their court. You've done what you've known to do. Listen, problems are not bad. Problems are not bad. Problems are not bad. You know why problems are not bad? I'm going to tell you why problems are not bad. And if, you, if you're taking notes, I want you to take this because I feel this is so very important. I got some notes here. If I can find them, I want to read them to you. Um, uh, yeah. You know why problems are not bad? Problems, God uses problems to direct you. God uses problems to inspect you. God uses problems to correct you. And God uses problems to protect you. Oh, hallelujah. That's good, isn't it? So say that with me. God uses problems to direct me. God uses problems to inspect me. All right. God uses problems to correct me. And God uses problems to protect me. All right. So problems are not bad. But when you see a problem, make sure, change your perspective about it. God could be using the problem. But if all possible, you need to try to find a solution to solve the problem. OK, uh, toxic people speak in general terms. All right. They speak. Number six, toxic people speak in generalities and absolutes. They talk in general terms. You ever heard somebody say this? You always do that. You never do that. You know, uh, it's always it's always absolutes. It's always general. They said that. So they use the words, you always, you never, and they said. Well, my question is, is who's they? You know, somebody come with me a problem, said they, they're saying, pastor, they're saying, who are they? All right. <laughs> Give me some specifics. All right. If you really want to solve a problem, let's get down to the nitty gritty. Let's, who said what? 
Why is that important? Because anytime you hear something, number one, you got to consider the source. Who is saying it? All right, the source. And number two, you got to consider the force, how many people are saying it. So if there's just one person saying it and there's 300 people, you know, that's not a lot of force. And then number three, you got to consider the force. So say that with me. I got to consider the source, who is saying it. I got to consider the force, how many people are saying it. And number three, I got to consider the course, what am I going to do as a result of what I heard? Amen. So, course, force, excuse me, the source um, and force and course. All right. That's how you deal with uh, toxic people. Who said it? How many people are saying it? And then you got to conclude the course. What direction are you going to go to take care of it? So toxic people speak in generalities and absolutes. They make statements like uh, you always, you never, and they said. They never give you specifics. It's just always general words. And, and the reason for that is because they use those terms to justify how they feel. They don't have a case to stand on. They don't have it. Maybe they heard one person and they took that one person and used they to build a case to build a case for their defense. So they'll use general terms like they and you always and you never because they're trying to build a case against you. And so they don't have a leg to stand on. They don't have specifics. So they got to use generalities to try to defend their reasoning and try to defend how they feel. And uh, but healthy people are very specific. Healthy people clarify. They're, they they want to know answers. They don't know who said what and how can we take care of this. All right. And uh, and and listen. And and then you got to consider the force of how to take care of that. Number seven. Toxic people are skeptical about everyone and everything. To toxic people are skeptical about everyone and everything. Now let me just break it down to you. Just because your first marriage was bad don't mean your second marriage is going to be bad. Just because one guy did you wrong don't mean all guys are scum. All right. I ain't scum. I mean, I am not scum. <laughs> I've heard I've heard girls say, ah, you know, uh, you know, so and so did me wrong, and every guy is that way. I know I'm not that way, you know. Um, I think I think people who are close to me would say that. I think my girlfriend would say that. I think my church would say that. I mean, so not everybody's alike. I'm not perfect. I'm not perfect by means, but not everybody's alike. I mean, I know some great men, godly men. I got, I know, uh, I have three elders: Mike and Randy and uh, David. Great men. I got a financial committee that's great: Troy and uh, David and Randy. Uh, um, you know, uh, Sandy's a great woman, Mike Forbear, Lewis. I mean, all these Troy and, and Randy, great financial men around me. They're wonderful men. I got some, uh, uh, you know, Sean's a great man. Chris Stallings a great, I mean, I could go on and on, name all the great people that, that I love. And, and, and so you can't put everybody in a box and think everybody is that way. And I hear a lot of that. I mean, I, I do, I hear a lot you know, I had one bad experience. And so, you know what the people do? People will do this. People will color their theology based upon their tragedy. Don't ever let your tragedy interpret your theology. Let your theology interpret your tragedy. Somebody say amen. I wish I had a house full of church to hear this. Can I hear a fit? Can, can you give me a fist bunch, fist bump or say amen or something? That's all right. If you don't say amen, I, I went down to Walmart and bought a few amens. All right. So 
Mike Allenball is a great man. Yeah, I mean, so let's not put, let's not stereotype everybody. Let's not be skeptical of everybody. Let's not be skeptical of everything and everybody. Don't put everybody in general terms. That's what toxic people do. They just put everybody, stereotype everybody. One person did them wrong. Everybody, everybody. You know, one pastor did them wrong. They're all gone. One husband did them wrong. They're, you know, you know, and you can go down the list. You know, listen, not every church is bad. Not every pastor is bad. Not every, you know, not every. You know, it, listen. If I go, if I go to the doctor and he missed, he misdiagnosed me. Guess what I'm gonna do? I'll find another doctor. You know, I go. If I go down to the, uh, if I go down to the uh, uh, mechanic and he doesn't do my job right, I'll I'll find another mechanic. You know what I mean? So let's not stereotype everybody. Let's be optimistic about people. All right. So, um, so. Um, you know, toxic people, are th they somehow think that people are after them. They have this complex that everybody's against them and that everybody, you know, everybody. Listen, that is a very prideful attitude to have. Not everybody's against you. Not everybody's talking about you. You know, not everybody's after you. All right. So toxic people have this victim complex that everybody's after them. Everybody's talking about them. Nobody believes in them. Nobody loves them. All right. They're not worthy of anything, you know, and so it just that's very it's toxic thinking, stinking thinking. And listen, I've said this over and over. My church can say this just because you think it don't mean it's right. You know, your thoughts are not factual. Sometimes you you, you can't believe everything you think. All right. You know, you know, uh, not every you not everything you think is factual. All right. Not everything you think is real. Now, now it could be they produce real feelings. They're real to you, but that doesn't mean that it's factual. All right. Um, number eight, toxic people seek to impress and not connect. Have you ever met somebody that just does not just has a hard time connecting? Listen, it's and I, I, I have to say this because I think it's biblical. God desires for you to connect. He desires for you to connect. He wants you to connect. You know, you you are you are to connect with people. That is, you know, and if you're just concerned about your little bubble, you're four no more, then that's toxic. You know, that's like an ingrown toenail. It's going to get po it's going to it's it's going to get infected. Anything that's ingrown is going to get infected. You can't you can't view it like that. You are part of a community. You're part of a family. You got to be together. You got to share ideas. You got to live with one another. And, and you got to be a part of a church of people who get on your nerves. You know why? Because it perfects sanctification in you. You know, you can't go to church with everybody that just agrees with you. And, you know, you got to go to a church with diverse opinions and diverse ideas. And because it helps you to grow, it helps you to love people, it helps you to love people's differences. Amen. And so uh, toxic people seek to impress and not connect. God desires for you to connect, He desires for you to connect, not just impress. I have met, not necessarily in this church, but I have met people, I mean, they will buck up against the system and won't go through the process of the church. Uh, they think that just because they have a title or just because, you know, they don't need to go through the process because they're all, they don't want to connect. They want to impress, you know, God desires for you to connect at all levels. Now, and I'm not saying this church, I'm just saying in general, I'm just saying you, you've got to learn to go through the process to get to the promise. You've got to learn how to connect with people. And listen, that's work. You say, Pastor, I don't like people. Well, maybe you don't have the heart of God. Because God's all about people. God loves people. God leaves the, God leaves the 99 
goes after the one. He's all about people, you know. So ask God to give you a heart for people. I'm not saying you've got to like everything they do. People's going to get on your nerves. But we have to have a heart for people, all right? It's about people. Um, I uh, I think there's a, uh, there's a scripture here, and I don't know. I don't have time to actually find it, but um, I guess um, we can. I can find it later. But anyway, so toxic people are all about impressing and not connecting. Um, they, you got to connect. And how do I connect with people? You connect with people by being authentic. That creates intimacy. Intimacy is into me. You see, be authentic and be real with people. That creates. Uh, that creates a connection. If you want to learn how to connect with people, just be real, be authentic, be vulnerable, open up, and and let that transpire. Now, who do I open up to? Now, listen, you can't open up to everyone. You open up to a trusted, godly source. Say that with me. A trusted, excuse me, godly source. You open up to a trusted, godly source. You don't open up to everyone. Samson opened up to Delilah. Remember, and when he opened up to Delilah, she just ran her mouth. And because she ran her mouth, the Philistines, the Philistines came in and cut his hair. So you can't open up to everyone, but you need to open up to a trusted, godly source. And you got to determine who that source is. All right. So this tonight, we've been talking about uh, eight qualities of a toxic person, eight qualities of a toxic person. Hopefully you've enjoyed the study tonight. Eight toxic, uh, eight qualities of a toxic person. And so. Uh, I'm going to review them one more time with you. So if you're writing them down, uh, I'm, I want you to write them down. Eight qualities of a toxic person. Eight qualities of a poisonous person. Okay? So here they are. And I've already went through them. If you're just now coming on, I encourage you to go back to the beginning of the video and listen to it. Um, but number one, remember, number one, toxic people attack your identity and they don't attack the issue. They don't understand that there's a difference between your identity and the issue. We never attack the person. We attack the issue at hand. All right. So number two, toxic people are OK with alternative facts. All right. Uh, they use facts like they use words like you always and you never. They use uh, words like um, uh, they said, you know. You know, they, they 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 use alternative facts. They don't get down to the very specifics that what what needs to be done. They don't they don't say I'm sorry. They don't say I, I apologize because you know that they're not about intimacy. They're not about being real. All right. Number three, toxic people fear intimacy. All right. Uh, it's and like I said, it's it's not sex. I'm talking about intimacy is about being vulnerable, being real and authentic, opening yourself up into me. You see. All right. And we don't understand that in a Western mindset. We got a got a bad definition about what it means to be intimate. We we got a bad definition about what it means to connect. We got a bad definition about the community of Jesus. We, we just we don't we don't connect. We don't understand in the Western mindset um, because, you know, in overseas, people live together. They do community together. They eat together. You know, church, we just come together and worship together and we leave. There's no connection. We we come to church late and we leave early. It's it's more about that. It's 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 church is so much more about that. And if that's our definition of church, then you know we got to get we we got to let God deal with our heart. Church is about community. 
Um, number four, toxic people are surrounded by drama. You know, why are they surrounded by drama? Because of negativity. They allow negativity to write the story of their life. And the reason for that is because the spotlight goes to them. They want to be justified with their feelings, how they feel. All right. They can't be real. Number five, toxic people have a lot of problems, but very few solutions. They're problem oriented and not solution oriented. Six, toxic people speak in generalities and absolutes. I kind of I kind of said that a few moments ago. They use the word always and never and they. Uh, they don't get down to the specifics of what needs to deal with. They don't get down to the issue. Uh, number seven, toxic people are uh, are very skeptical of everyone and everything. Uh, they like to stereotype and put everybody in boxes, and they don't open up to people. Um, and so, uh, because they're very skeptical of people, they allow their past hurts to dictate the path of their future. They allow their past hurts to dictate the path of their future. All right. And number eight, toxic people seem to impress and not connect. All right. Very hard time for them to connect. Amen. They want to impress but not connect. And so hopefully you have learned something tonight about the eight qualities of a toxic person. And so I know, like I said, I have a wonderful church. Um, my church is not toxic at all. Uh, we're healthy people. and But if you find yourself toxic, then guess what? If you say, Pastor, I have a few things that I need to work on. Well, how do I heal? How do I start to heal from being toxic? Number one, just being aware of it. Awareness. All right, awareness. That's, that's, that's the path to healing. Number one, awareness. Number two, confession. You can be aware of something. You have can you can have good intentions and not really acknowledge it. All right. So it's it's more than just being aware of it. Let there be confession of it. This is some areas I need to work on. Number three, then the, you need to mend some broken bridges. Maybe there are some people you need to apologize to. Maybe there's some bridges that you need to mend. You need to take some action to it. All right. All right. And number four, you need to have an attitude of growth. You need to continue to grow so you don't stay in the rut of things that's toxic. All right. So so there is hope. There is hope. And, and, and if there's confession and repentance and awareness of this and you're mending the broken bridges, uh, listen, don't burn every bridge because sometimes you might have to go back and walk on that bridge. So don't don't burn every bridge. All right. And, and there are some relationships that you might have to dissolve, some relationships you might have to cut off. But in essence, you can do everything in your power to make sure that your heart is right towards that person. All right. That doesn't mean you have to go have a cup of tea with them, but you need to make sure that your heart is right towards that person. All right. Don't allow your heart to be poisoned and controlled by somebody else's offense. All right. So. Um, so hopefully you've learned something tonight. And uh, and if you if you find tonight that you need to heal and you find tonight that there are some areas that you need to grow in, then just number one, let's be aware of it. Let's two, let's confess it to God. Let's let's repent of it. Number three, let's mend our broken bridges with people. Let's let's go back to say I'm sorry and apologize. Do we need to apologize? And let's have an attitude of growth. Let's continue to go through it. All right. Allow the Lord to mold you and make you and shape you into the person that you're called to be. Okay, so uh, there's always hope beyond the scope of human limitation. So there's no reason for us to feel down, no reason for us to feel bad. There's hope. If you're breathing, there's hope. You can grow. If you receive this word tonight, you can grow 
and 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 let's just not go through life let's grow through life listen there are some people that's so busy in life they don't have time to work on their life i'm asking you to work on your life let's not be so busy in life that you don't have time to work on your life all right let's work on our life amen if you're not intentionally going forward you're unintentionally going back 